0: Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and the Battle, no, the Last Olympian, my bad. Chapter 5. I drive my dog into a tree. Mrs. O'Leary saw me before I saw her, which is a pretty good trick considering she's the size of a garbage truck. I watched into the arena, and a wall of darkness slammed into me. Woof! The next thing I knew, I was flat on the ground with a huge paw on my chest and an oversized Brillo pad tongue licking my face ow i said hey girl good to see you too ow it took a few minutes for o'leary to calm down and get off me but then i was pretty much drenched in dog drool but she wanted to play fetch so i picked up a bronze shield and tossed it across the arena by the way mrs o'leary is the world's only friendly hellhound i kind of inherited her When her previous owner died, she lived at camp, but Beckendorf, well, Beckendorf used to take care of her whenever I was gone. He had smelted Mrs. O'Leary's favorite bronze chewing bone. He forged her collar with uh, the little smiley face and the crossbones name tag. Beckendorf had been her best friend next to mine. Thinking about that made me sad all over again. But I threw the shield a few more times because Mrs. O'Leary insisted. Soon, she started barking, a sound slightly louder than an artillery gun, like she needed to go for a walk. The other campers didn't think it was funny when the bathroom was in the arena, when she bent to the bathroom in the arena. It had caused many more than one unfortunate slip-and-slide accident. So, I opened the gates of the arena, and she bounded straight towards the woods. I jogged after her, not too concerned that she was getting ahead. Nothing in the woods could threaten Mrs. O'Leary. Even the dragons and giant scorpions ran away when she came close. When I finally tackled her down, she wasn't using the facilities. She was in a familiar clearing where the Council of Cloven Elders had once put Grover on trial. The place didn't look so good. The grass had turned yellow. The three Tupperware thrones had lost all their leaves. That's not what was surprising me. In the middle of the glade stood the weirdest trio I'd ever seen. Juniper the nymph, Nico D'Angelo, and a very old, very fat satyr. Nico was the only one who didn't seem to freak out by Mrs. O'Leary's appearance. He looked pretty much like I'd seen him on my dream In avatar's jacket, black jeans, and a T-shirt with dancing skeletons on it, like one of those Day of the Dead pictures. His thick iron sword hung at his side. He's only twelve, though he looked much older and sadder. He nodded when he saw me, then went back to scratching Mrs. O'Leary's ears. She sniffed the legs like he, his legs, like he was the most interesting thing since ribeye steaks. Being the son of Hades, he'd probably been traveling in all sorts of hellhound-friendly places. Satyr didn't look too happy. Well, someone, what in the underworld creature is doing in my forest? He waved his arms and trotted on his hooves like the grass was hot. You there, Percy Jackson, is this your beast? Sorry, Lennius, I said. That's her name, right? Satyr rolled his eyes. His fur was... Uh, but... Dust, bunny gray, and a spiderweb grew between his horns. His belly would have made him an invincible bumper car. Well, of course, I'm a Don't tell me you've forgotten a member of the council so quickly. Now call off your beast. Woof, Mrs. O'Leary said happily. The old satyr gulped. Make it go away, Juniper. Uh, I will not help you under these circumstances. Juniper turned towards me. She was pretty in a dryad way, with her purple glossomer dress and her elfish face, but her eyes were green-tinted with chlorophyll from crying. Percy, she sniffled, was just asking about Grover. I know something's happened. He wouldn't stay gone this long if he wasn't in trouble. I was hoping that Lenny is- I told you, the satyr protested. You're better off without him. Without that traitor. Juniper stomped her foot. He's not a traitor. He's the bravest satyr ever, and I want to know where he is. Woof! Linus 's knee started knocking. I-, I won't answer questions with this hellhound sniffing my tail. Nico looked like he was trying to- not to crack up. I'll walk the dog, he volunteered. He whistled, and Mrs. O'Leary bounded after him to the far end of the grove. Linus huffed indignantly and brushed the twigs off his shirt. Now, as I was trying to explain, young lady, your boyfriend has not sent any reports since we voted him into exile. You tried to vote him into exile, I corrected. Karen and Dionysus stopped you. Bah! They're honorary council members. It wasn't a proper vote. I'll tell Dionysus you said that. Linus paled. I only meant... Now, see here, Jackson, this is none of your business. Grover's my friend, I said. He wasn't lying to you about Pan's death. I saw it myself. You were just too scared... You're just too scared to accept the truth," Linus's lips quivered. "No, Grover's a liar and a good, and good riddance. We're better off without him." I pointed at the withered thrones. "If things are going so well, where are your friends? Looks like your council hasn't been meeting lately." "Marin and Selinius I'm, I'm sure they'll be back," he said. I could hear the panic in his voice. "They're just taking some time off, I think." It's been a very unsettling year. It's gonna get a lot more unsettling, I promised. Linnaeus, we need Grover. There's got to be a way you can get, you can find him with your magic. The old satyr's eye twitched. I'm telling you, I've heard nothing. Perhaps he's dead. Juniper choked back a sob. He's not dead, I said. I can feel that much. Empathy links, Linnaeus said disdainfully. Very unreliable. So ask around, I insisted. Find him. There's a war coming. Grover was preparing the nature spirits, Without my permission. And it was not our war. I grabbed him by the shirt, which seriously wasn't like me. But the stupid old gold was making me mad. Listen, Lenius. When Cronus attacks, he's going to have packs of hellhounds. He's going to destroy everything in his paths, Mortal... Mortals, gods, demigods. You think he'll let the sanders go free? You're supposed to be a leader. So lead. Get out there and see what's happening. Find Grover and bring Juniper some news. Now go! I didn't push him very hard, but he was kind of top-heavy. He fell on this furry rump, then scrambled to his hooves and ran him with his belly jiggling. Grover will never be accepted. He'll die an outcast. When he disappeared into the bushes, Juniper wiped their eyes. I'm sorry, Percy. I didn't mean to get you involved. Linnaeus is still a lord of the wild. You don't want to make an enemy of him. No problem, I said. I've got worse enemies than overweight satyrs. Nico walked back to us. Good job, Percy. Judging from the trail of goat pellets, I'd say you shook him up pretty well. I was afraid I knew why Nico was here, but I tried for a smile. Welcome back. Did you just come by to see Juniper? He blushed. Um, no. That was an accident. I kind of dropped in the middle of the second conversation. He scared us to death, Juniper said, right out of the shadows. But Nico, you are the son of Hades and all. Are you sure you haven't heard anything about Grover? Nico shifted his weight. Juniper, like I tried to tell you, even if Grover died, he would reincarnate into something else in nature. I can't sense things like that, only mortal souls. But if you do hear anything, she pleaded, putting her hands on his arm, anything at all? Nico's cheeks got even brighter red. Uh, you bet. I'll keep my ears open. We'll find him, Juniper, I promise. Grover's alive, I'm sure. There must be a simple reason why he hasn't contacted us. She nodded gloomily. I hate not being able to leave this forest. He could be anywhere. I'm stuck here waiting. Oh, if that silly goat has got himself hurt. Mrs. O'Leary's bounded back over and took an in at Juniper's dress. Juniper yelped. Oh, no you don't. I know about dogs and and treason. I'm gone. She went, poof, into green mist. Mrs. O'Leary's looked disappointed, but she lumbered off to find another target. leaving Nico and me alone, Nico taped his sword on the ground. Tapped his sword on the ground. A tiny mound of animal bones erupted from the dirt. They knitted themselves together with a skeletal field mouse and scampered off. I was sorry to hear about Beckendorf. A lump in my throat formed. How did you... talk to his ghost. Oh, right. I never get used to this the fact that this 12-year-old kid spent more time talking with the dead than the living. Did he say anything? He doesn't blame you. He figured you'd be beating yourself up, and he said you shouldn't. So you gonna try for re rebirth? Nico shook his head. He's staying in Elysium, saying he's waiting for someone. Not sure what that meant, but he seems okay with death. It wasn't much comfort, but it was something. I had a vision you were on Mount Tam, I told Nico. Was that "'Real,' he said. "'I didn't mean to be spying on the Titans, but I was in the neighborhood.' "'Doing what?' Nico tugged at his sword's belt, following a lead on, you know, my family. I nodded. I knew his past was a painful subject. Until two years ago, he and his sister Bianca had been frozen in time at a place called the Lotus Casino. They'd been in there for like 70 years. Eventually, a mysterious lawyer rescued them and checked them into a boarding school. Nico had no memories of his life before the casino.' He didn't know anything about his mother. He didn't know who the lawyer was or why they'd been frozen in time or allowed to go free. After Bianca died and left Nico alone, he'd been obsessed with finding answers. So how did it go? I asked. Any luck? No, he murmured. But I may have a new lead soon. What's the lead? Nico chewed his lip. That's not important right now. You know I'm here. A feeling of dread started to build in my chest. Ever since Nico first proposed his plan for beating Kronos last summer, I'd had nightmares about it. But, he, he would show up occasionally and press me for an answer, but I kept putting him off. Nico, I don't know, I said. It seems pretty extreme. You've got Typhon, Typhon coming in what, a week? Most of the other titans are unleashed now, and on Kronos' side. Maybe it's time to think extreme. I looked back towards the camp. For more, from even from this distance, I could hear the Ares and Apollo cabin fighting again, yelling curses and spouting bad poetry. "For no match for the Titans' army," Nico said. "You know that. Uh, this comes down to you and Luke, and there's only one way you can beat Luke." I remember the fight on the Princess Andromeda. I've been hopelessly outmatched. Kronos had almost killed me with a single cut to my arm, and I couldn't even wound him. Rip Titan glanced off his skin. "'We can give you the same power,' Nico urged. "'You heard the great prophecy. "'Unless you want to have your soul "'reaped by a cursed blade.' "'I wonder how Nico had heard the prophecy. "'Probably from some ghost.' "'You can't prevent a prophecy,' I said. "'But you can fight it.' "'Niko had a strange, hungry light in his eyes. "'You can become invincible. "'Maybe you should wait. "'Try to fight without—' "'No!' Nico snarled. "'It has to be now!' "'I stared at him. "'I hadn't seen his temper flare like that in a long time.' Um, you sure you're okay? He took a deep breath. Percy, all I mean, when the fighting starts, he won't, we won't be able to make the journey. This is our last chance. I'm sorry if I'm being too pushy, but two years ago, my sister gave her life to protect you. I want you to honor that. Do whatever it takes to stay alive and defeat Kronos. I didn't like the idea. Then, I thought about Annabeth calling me a coward, and I got angry. Nico had a point. If Kronos attacked New York, the campers would be no match for his forces. All I had to do, I had to do something. Nico's way was dangerous, maybe even deadly, but it might give me a fighting edge. All right, I decided. What do we do first? His cold, creepy smile made me sorry I'd agreed. First, we'll need to retrace Luke's steps. We'll need to know more about his past, his childhood. I shudder, thinking about Rachel's picture from my dream. Smiling nine-year-old boy Luke. Why do we need to know all that? I'll explain when we get there, Miko said. I've already tracked down his mother. She lives in Connecticut. I stared at him. Never b- thought about Luke's mortal parents. I'd met his dad, Hermes, but his mom? Luke ran away when he was really young, I said. I don't, I didn't think his mom was alive. Oh, she's alive. The way he said that made me wonder what was wrong with her. What kind of horrible person could she be? Okay, I said, so how do we get to Connecticut? I can call Blackjack? No. Nico scowled. Pegasi don't like me. And the feeling is mutual. Uh, but there's no need for flying. He whistled, and Mrs. O'Leary came lop- lopping, looping out of the woods. Your friend here can help. Nico patted her head. You haven't tried shadow travel yet? Shadow travel? Nico whispered in Mrs. O'Leary's ear. She tilted her head, suddenly alert. Help on board, Nico told me. I'd never considered riding a dog before, but Mrs. O'Leary's was certainly the right size. I climbed onto her back and held her collar. This will make her very tired, Niko warned, so you can't do it often and it works best at night. But all shadows are part of the same substance. There's only one darkness, and creatures of the underworld can use it as a road or a door. I don't understand, I said. No, Nico said. It took me a long time to learn, but Mrs. O'Leary knows. Tell her where to go. Tell her Westport, the home of May Castellan. You're not coming? Don't worry, I said. I'll meet you there. I was a little nervous, but I leaned down to Mrs. O'Leary's ear. Okay, girl, uh, can you take me to Westport, Connecticut? May Castellan's place? Mrs. O'Leary sniffed the air. Air. She looked at the gloom in the forest. Then she bounded forward, straight into an oak tree. Just before we hit, we passed into shadows as cold as the dark side of the moon that was the end of chapter Five. uh thank you for listening to me. read this chapter. I hope you had a good time and um yeah, I'm sorry if I read a little quick or if I read a little tired, it is night t- or it's evening time. I gotta go to bed soon and I'm not very excited for school tomorrow uh yeah, so my bad my voice sounds a little. Slumpy, I'm a little tired today, but uh, yeah. Um, thank you for the continued show of support and uh, the insane amount of downloads every single day is just um just insane and we're so so close. I think today or tomorrow we're gonna hit 5.5 thousand 5, downloads, which is absolutely insane. Thank you guys so much, Isaac. Out.